GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. On Gibraltar today, a team of volunteers have just returned from Ghana where they've been carrying out charity work. Four bands will form part of the Summer Bash lineup in Ocean Village. Dead City Radio's James Golato and Daniel Gio joined me in the studio. And have you seen the plans filed for a five-star hotel and residential buildings on the site of the former Coletta Hotel? Our reporter Christina Gortes has been at Coletta to see what residents in the area think. Plans for a five-star hotel and residential buildings on the site of the former Coletta Hotel have been filed with the Development and Planning Commission. It's a project which has sparked great debate on our GBC News Facebook page and our reporter Christina Gortes has been following the story. Good afternoon, Christina. Good afternoon. <clears throat> so you've just been down to Galeta. What's the general feeling like there? Actually, um, you've mentioned our Facebook page and the comments on our Facebook page, I think you could characterise as pretty much negative, the, mo- the vast majority of the comments. But it, at, down at Galeta, there was quite a, a mixed bag of responses. So there were there were some people saying, you know, terrible, I hate it, it's, it's too big, uh, people were saying, um, and we want something more in keeping with the, with the general area. One person said uh, that the design was too sort of impersonal. It looks like a hotel anywhere rather than something that matches the sort of Gibraltarian architecture, the specifically Caleteño sort of look. Um, and then there, were, then there were some people saying, you know, Gibraltar needs, we need hotels. That's, we heard that from several people. We need somewhere that people can stay. Um, there's always been a hotel at Caleta. Um, there was uh, some some people actually residents of the area who've been there for some time who said you know bring it on I, I we we want this here um, and they they were okay with the design and of course there were some people who were sort of in between uh, people said you know it's a bit too much we need the investment we need the hotels but the, the design is just a little bit too big so there were people who who could sort of was split down the middle so it's quite a, a mixed bag of uh, like I said a mixed bag of responses down at, at Catalan Bay today. And the project was actually given outline planning permission last year, but on the condition that plans were revised. So uh, how do these compare, the, these latest plans? The, the the sort of look of it is, is, is a bit more, um, what, the term that they use in the Development and Planning Commission, I'm not sure if I'm using this architecturally correctly, but they talk about matting, you know, they talk about sort of the, the shape of it. And I think the earlier designs that we'd seen, you could maybe describe as being a bit more blocky. And this has got a bit of a, more of a slope with the, uh, the residential buildings are sort of, hidden behind the not hidden but sort of obscured by the the actual hotel from the from the you wouldn't beach. be able to see the residential not area so from much. the beach no no from, not as much by yeah. the looks of the the images that we've seen from the architects yeah. yeah yeah that sort of is further along the road so um what one person said is that the, although there's a slope at the slope one one person commented to us that the slope was going in the wrong direction and should follow the uh the, the slope of the rock instead because it sort of curves up away from the rock but definitely there's as in the the new plans sort of have this um, more of a curve uh, to them, I, I would say. Um, yeah. Well, you did mention those uh, Facebook comments. We've had, it was over 100 uh, mm. people getting in touch within the hour that we posted photos of the design. Janine says, so boxy, so impersonal. Thomas said, the designs do look better than the original plans, more modern and blend with the surroundings, which is nice to see. But he's also asked whether they've considered how this will affect the infrastructure of the area. He mentions you know, supermarkets, parking, bus stops. Um, he says, it seems strange to build three residential buildings without having these plans in place. Katrina says terrible eyesore uh, Hannah says she can imagine uh, you know the summer of Catalan Bay nowhere for anyone to sit on the beach she says it already gets beyond busy Fiona another one she just says horrendous uh, GC architects need to a wake up call she says either from the people or the government she says enough is enough and to design something that suits this tiny rock of ours I could go on because there were just so many comments mm. but that was just a bit of a flavour of the sentiments that are being expressed online yeah 
uh, one person, as I said, uh, it's, it, it, one one person who lived in in, in uh, Catalan Bay had a, a counter argument in the form of Catalan Bay is always already so different from the fishing village that it used to be that uh, this is just another change. So that was the sort of the counter argument. Some of that which I heard from from uh, from one person uh, Galedeño today. But there were yeah there were there were also people who agree with those sentiments that it's just it's too big. And it, the the change that it makes to the sort of skyline and uh, the impact that it'll have on the beach is too much. Well, we have posted a couple of photos on our social media and on our website, and you're working on a more in-depth package yeah. for this for GBC News tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, indeed. Lovely. <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for speaking to us this afternoon, Christina. Thank you. Now, a team of volunteers have just returned from Ghana, where they've been carrying out charity work and building a classroom for Moran Atha School there. A local charity, Help Me Learn Africa, has been visiting the area for years now, but this time they've joined forces with Cycle. In the studio now, we have Help Me Learn Africa project leader, Laxmi Pujari. Welcome. Hello. Thank Hello. you. <laughs> we also have uh, Janaid Bado. Hello. And we also have Naveen Mayani and Morgan Brown. So Hello. full house today. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. Perhaps we can start with Laxmi as you were the the project leader of the group. Uh, tell me a little bit about Help Me Learn Africa and just the work that you guys have been doing over um, the years. Well, I've been volunteering for about like nine years now. And the first time I went was with a UK charity. And I ended up meeting Louise, the founder of Help Me Learn Africa there. And we just became really close friends. And then one year, I think it was around 2018 or something like that, um, we decided to go back for a visit because we knew that one day we will go back to, to Maranatha in Ghana. And from there, we saw the conditions that the school was in and it really touched us. And then that's when she came up with the idea to start the charity. And then ever since then, I've just been helping her out in the background there. And then, yeah, we've just been doing projects after projects and hopefully building the school to make sure that every kid has an opportunity for an education. And it's always the same area, no, that it's, you guys now, have been yeah. visiting. Yeah, for now, There's yeah. There's still so much to do. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've seen from, I think when I first went there, there was about, like, uh, two classrooms and then we went to build six and then from there we just progressed we built a library we built classes four and five that were made out of hearts and like straw like you know the coconut trees the dried out hearts mm. like that and like when there's a storm or something like that it breaks the kids don't go to school so they needed somewhere secure to go so there was no excuses that they can't go to class do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And yeah. how would you sum up this latest trip and what you guys um, achieved? This one, I really, really enjoyed it. Like, honestly, like, from a dip, like, I've always gone as a volunteer and this time to actually lead my first project was amazing. <laughs> like, I can't lie. It had so much, like, it was stressful at times because I had to make sure that everyone was okay, everyone was eating, everyone was comfortable. Like, I didn't want anyone to You were like the fit. mother hen almost. Yeah, a little bit like the mother hen. I'm scared I don't have kids there. <laughs> so it was like a new experience for me. But honestly, with all the stress, it was so worth it because I had many laughs, many memories I made with these guys over here. <laughs> like, unforgettable experience and I would a thousand percent do it again. Lovely. I'm sure you probably will. Aye, 100%. Janaid, what about you? Was it your first time going? Yeah, it was my first time going and honestly, it was amazing. I've come back and I already want to go again. I'm like, Asking, asking Louise and Laxmi, I'm like, is there going to be another project? Like, I really want to go again, like, sign me up. So, yeah. What was it that you enjoyed so much? I think overall the whole experience was just amazing. I think none of us expected um, how it was going to be. Obviously, we didn't know what we were getting into. And just coming back now, it's been amazing. I cannot stop talking about it and I recommend for everyone to go. 
Lovely. Uh, Naveen, you're here representing Cycle, which is Change Your Energy, Change Your Life. How come you decided to team up with Help Me Learn Africa for this project? So it was in conversation with Morgan and Christina, actually, and they're part of the Cycle team as well. We were thinking we've always wanted to do things on the front line. And we thought, what better way to do it than partner with a local charity who's already got an existing infrastructure set up. It's not just us going there, building a school and then abandoning it. They've actually got resources. They've got teachers. They've got food. They've got educational facilities to make sure that over a long period of time, young people there are given the opportunities they need either to continue serving their local community or go out there to get other opportunities professionally. So we thought it would be a great opportunity for us to come together on that basis. And we couldn't be happier. Help Me Learn Africa are a brilliant charity. And the process of actually, because when you're having two worlds come together and aligning, we want to make sure that, you know, we're in synergy with our vision, with our mission, with our purpose and what we stand for. And the fact that we wanted to take 18 to 21 year olds was just demonstrating that we want to offer this experience to young people who are wanting to transition into adulthood and really see the world beyond, you know, three and a half square miles of the rock. And this was really the perfect time to do it. And Lakshmi was an absolute legend in the way she led the project with us and really held space in a beautiful way. So Thanks, guys. Yeah, well done. Well done. Uh, Naveen, of course, Cycle has been doing uh, terrific work in the community for mm. years now. But give us a little reminder of, of your vision as, as Cycle and what your mission is. So uh, Cycle is an acronym for Change Your Energy, Change Your Life. We have been running for five and a half years now. As we speak, the summer challenge is happening for 12 to 15 year olds. And ultimately, irrespective of what we do, we want to make sure that young people are finding opportunities to develop the inner resources that they need to be able to become confident, to become driven, ambitious, but more than that, also be able to tap into their inner world to say, whatever it is I choose to do in my life, however it is I choose to live, may this charity hold space for me to discover that. And this is why we set up in the first place. It sounds like something really powerful that I'm sure Gibraltar's youth is really taking advantage of and making mm. the most of, no? A hundred percent. We just got back from Makana Lake in week one for the summer challenge and the young people are already buzzing. People who were struggling to share rooms with absolute strangers, you know, they now become really close friends with them. In Ghana, obviously a lot more, a much older cohort. And when we partnered with Help Me Learn Africa, we said, what is it that we can do to help open the eyes and minds of people who are looking to immerse themselves in a culture and a lifestyle and a mindset of people that they would never normally interact with. And that in and of itself is already something really special because when you come back and that ripple effect is then going on into other people, more people want to sign on. And just encouraging young people to open their minds, their hearts to other ways of living will just mean that we have a much stronger set of young people who are able to contribute back to our local community because their mindset has, their mindset has also evolved. He'll be a familiar face and voice to many. It's our very own James Gulato in the studio now. Uh, not with his presenter hat on today, but his Jed City hat on instead. And uh, yeah, because of course he's a band's lead vocalist. He's also here alongside bassist Daniel Gio. So thank you both so much for joining me today ahead Thanks of your big us. gig. <laughs> so we just heard your single Valkyrie. Yes, Valkyrie. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that gives us a taster for what to expect tomorrow. What's this song? What was it all about? Um, yeah, it's a bit of a tribute to my brother, actually, uh, that one. So um, there's a lot of uh, meaning behind this. Um, it's a, it was an interesting song to record vocally. It was quite challenging. So it's one of my favorite ones to, to perform live as well. 
Yeah. So extra meaning, does that yeah, make lovely. it yeah. uh, more special or more nerve-wracking to perform? Both. <laughs> so that will be on your set list tomorrow, Definitely, I imagine. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. What else can we expect? Because you guys, you, you only perform original songs, no? Well, primarily. Primarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we throw yeah. the, the odd cover in every once in a while. Yeah. And we sort of like to have a big selection of songs to choose from. Yeah. And, and then we're we quite, we're quite we've got quite a few covers in the locker, but we don't tend to bring them out very no. often. <laughs> How many will you be bringing out to the locker for tomorrow? <laughs> There'll just be a couple of covers tomorrow, mm-hmm. but uh, we've got a, a good what ten, eleven song set list. Ten, eleven songs, yeah. Yeah, mostly originals, and I think it's two covers if I remember correctly. Maybe three, maybe three. Yeah, maybe a few surprises here and there. Yeah, who couples. knows? Yeah, who knows? You have been alluding to surprises. <laughs> yeah, are I you mean, not going to give anything away today? I don't want to give too much away, but we do have a, a certain gentleman who's who's back on the rock for a couple of weeks, and um, <laughs> most live music fans in Jib will know about him. Some of the art world might know about him as well. Um, he's big into his Metallica and his Iron Maiden, but he also <laughs> uh, performed many songs with me on the uh, what was it called, the Friday night. Stay home thing. Stay home thing. Yeah. yeah. Was that so, during COVID? During yeah. COVID. Yeah. So if you saw any of those videos, you might pick up pick up who it could be. So a special guest appearance. Special guest, yeah. Okay. Yes. So yeah. we just have two of you in today, but you of course also have Robin Bachelor on guitar, Michael Gomez on drums. No. 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 Is that not the latest lineup? Okay. Then then update we have, me. We have. Mr. Paul Cipollina, okay, who will now come in mm-hmm. and arrest you for oh wow, naming I, I do, <laughs> I do apologise sincerely to Paul. And he said he'd be listening to this on the radio. So. <laughs> Maybe you guys should have warned me of that before we started. Then uh, we have um, sidelines who you just told me have changed name, which I wasn't aware. I of. think they're called Burning Loud now. Apparently, uh, featuring Eve, no, not his daughter. Yeah. Who's, yeah. who's singing? Very promising young band, yes, basically. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Counterfeit Kings, who are the the new up and coming. Um, band which yeah. I, I still haven't had the chance to listen to so it's going to be great to play with them yeah um us and then beneath, and beneath purple, purple who I haven't, I haven't listened to anything either yet so well okay, actually I'll... we have a little clip of I, beneath I, purple i enjoy like uh waiting for the well like especially when you're playing here like you play something from outside so like, cool i'm gonna wait and see them play live i'm afraid i'm gonna ruin yeah, that surprise fine, now daniel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because uh you can probably tell me more james but one of the the band members of beneath purple is actually local isn't he's he? a guitarist patrick mm-hmm. francis yeah. even though they're based in bristol so they're yeah. coming over especially for this event right yeah, yeah, yeah. okay let's have a, li- a little listen Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.